The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, I sure hope we are. Happy New Year. I hope this is a hopeful and happy New Year for you. Welcome to every mom out there. I am Jenny and this is Channel Mom where we encourage moms. We focus on your priceless value as a mother in this world. Hey, I got some questions for you. How are you feeling about the future of your kids right now? Or maybe how are you feeling about the future of family and the future of America? This seems like a good week to ask those questions. So I went straight to a big time expert He has some remarkable things to prove to us about what makes family successful and what makes marriage successful and maybe even how the government is hurting the institutions of marriage and family and how things like cohabitation and church attendance can play into the success of your marriage and your family. Super excited to have this guy on the show. I wanted him to come on for about a year. My fault, not his. So stay tuned for the director of the National Marriage Project, Dr. Brad Wilcox. He's coming up next, so stick around. tell you about a company I've personally trusted with work in my home. When another company told us we had to get a new furnace, we called Premier Mechanical and they fixed our old furnace for much less than the cost of a new one. Premier is a licensed, insured air conditioning and heating service provider for the greater Denver area. They service, repair and replace ACs, furnaces, boilers, swamp coolers and more. They use upfront pricing so you know what it's going to cost before they begin. Read their reviews by googling Premier Mechanical Denver or visit their website at claimyourcomfort.com Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom. Whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison, on radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Thank you, Coldplay. (laughs) They did that song just for us. Did you know, Matt? (laughs) All right. They did. I'm kidding. They didn't. Please don't believe me on that. All right. I want to welcome you back to Channel Mom. Super excited about what we're going to talk about today because I think it's going to be very instructive, very helpful, um, and, and kind of give you direction and, and a path for you and your kids, how you want to lead your kids for their future when it comes to family and marriage. First, I, you know, a little shout out to, to all the moms who listen to us across the country now in Texas and Nebraska. Kansas, right down near us in Colorado Springs, also right here in Denver. Idaho, so grateful to have you all on board. I hope we're a blessing to you and your family. Um, I I was going to announce a little special thing about what we're doing for mom businesses, but I think I'll save that till next week. Please know that I have discovered at the beginning of this year how incredibly God, uh, how incredibly faithful God is. 
so don't give up. If you're, you're in a place, if you've had enough, if you're discouraged, if you can't imagine a positive outcome, uh, let me testify that, that I have witnessed his incredible faithfulness, especially in the last couple of months. So I, I just want to encourage you with that. All right. So I, I'm going to tell you a little bit about our guest, and then I'm going to play a little song. You know how I like to have soundtracks to the things we're going to talk about. So let's just set him up by saying, would you like to know what approach to marriage and family is most likely to succeed? most likely to last we have got answers to these really big questions from marriage and family expert dr brad wilcox he's even going to talk about how covid has affected marriages and family he's the director of the national marriage project a senior fellow at the institute for family studies he also is the author of a book called soulmates i'm so excited to have him on the show but let's set up his interview with this little song that I think kind of speaks to all the problems we can have in family. How I wish we could go back to simpler times Before all our scars and all our secrets were in the light Now on this hallowed ground we've drawn the battle lines Will we make it It's gonna take much more than promises this time. Only God can change our minds. And maybe you and I were never meant to be complete. Could we just be broken together? If you can bring your shattered dreams, and I'll bring still be spoken and save us. The only way will last forever is broken together. Yeah, what a song. I mean, it kind of <laughs> sums it all up. The, the, the struggle we have in our relationships and marriage and in family and, and what has happened to the family in America in the last I don't know, 50 years, something like that. Dr. Brad Wilcox is an expert on all this. I, I'm so excited to have him. I've heard him speak here in Denver, uh, and I'm just you know, blessed by the research he's done and all that he has discovered about what makes family and marriage work. So welcome to Channel Mom, Dr. Wilcox. It's great to be here, Jenny. Thank you. All right, so quick question before we get to kind of all the stuff that, you, that you're an expert on, uh, and I'm kind of you know throwing something at you, but I'm pretty sure you can answer this. Has our culture... So let's, let's say our media and, and Hollywood and, and even politics, kind of our general conversation about family and marriage over the last 30 or 40 years, has that done a disservice to, to marriage and family by maybe suggesting that anything goes, it's all good, um, and, and, and maybe that, that marriage isn't as important as it used to be, that parenting is not uh, you know, very glamorous and it's super hard? Like, have we done a disservice in our, in our public conversation to, to family and marriage? You know, yeah, we've done an incredible disservice. I mean, I was just reviewing some media coverage on this issue. And, I mean, you know, from The Atlantic running an article called The Case Against Marriage to The Guardian running an article called Women Face It, Marriage Can Never Be Feminist, you kind of get this drumbeat from the media. And then also there are plenty of, you know, of, of shows and movies like, for instance, Friends, um, you know, that kind of want to tell us that sort of, 
um, you know, marriage is, you know, not as fun, not as exciting, not as, you know, uh, meaningful as kind of living your best life as a single, say, in your 20s. Um, yeah. And what all that stuff doesn't really kind of accurately tell us is the truth, namely that, you know, for the average man, the average woman, you're much more likely to be happy. Um, you're much less likely to be lonely um, when you're married. And that's true even <clears throat> for Americans who are in their 20s. So there's a big disconnect between what the pop culture tells us about marriage and what the truth is. Yeah, amen. And, and you're an expert not only through research and being an, an academic and, and, and very well versed in these things, but you're also a father of nine and you're married. Um, so you experience it firsthand. So I just want to let people know that. All right, so l- let's get into the deep end and, and just talk about uh, what you know to be, the, the, the things that make family and marriage work and the things that have uh, worked against it in this country, especially when it comes to class, because you're a super expert on that stuff. But but let's get to the good news first. I've read some recent articles that you've written about kind of what you've discovered during COVID has done to families and marriage. Can you talk a little about that? Yeah, you know, when uh, COVID first hit, there were a couple of um, news articles reporting, you know, sparks um, in the divorce rate in China and also reports from uh, divorce lawyers saying that they were, you know, getting, um, I mean, their kind of phones were ringing off the hook. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of folks thought that the stresses of COVID time would lead to a big spike in divorce. But um, my colleagues and I looked at actual divorce filings in five states across the U.S., from uh, New Hampshire to Florida to Oregon uh, to Missouri to Arizona. And what we generally find in this um, in this survey of divorce in these five very different states is that divorce is down and down markedly. You know, from from 2019 to 2020. Now that could be in part because people are you know having difficulty getting divorced uh, this <laughs> past hope year. That, yeah. but, but I think, you know, as we've talked to people, you know, and, and surveyed people, we actually find that most married couples say that their sense of appreciation and commitment, um, you know, to their spouse has grown in COVID time, not declined. Well, I'm a believer in silver linings, and I'm a be- believer that, that God is giving us some blessings in the midst of all this. So I'm going to take that as a blessing um, that, that maybe family has been boosted in, in the middle of all this. And, and we recognize the value and the need f- for strong marriage and, and family. Um, you you uh, focus a lot on the marriage divide and how, strangely enough, e- even though people might assume that the more educated and affluent tend to be progressive and, and might have a less traditional view of family, they tend to, in, in droves, uh, be committed to, to marriage and family. And, and so they are thriving more. So can you talk and, and, and I'll let you, I've been telling you to speak in sound bites, but I'll let you go a little bit on this. I want people to understand the way in which ma- marriage and family are very successful right now amongst the affluent educated, uh, population, but, but not so much against the poorer population. And, and, and I kind of want you to speak to which comes first, the chicken or the egg are people poor because they're run by single parent you know, it's a single parent household or did the the poverty come first and it just happens to land in in single parenthood. So I speak to that, please. Yeah. You know, so um, what I think some folks don't realize is that uh, divorce, for instance, about three times higher among Americans who don't have a college degree as compared to those who do have a college degree. And today, the vast majority of of kids who are raised by college-educated parents will be raised in stably married households. Um, That is, the mom and dad, you know, 
together for the duration of their childhood. By contrast, kids whose parents don't have college degrees, most of them will have some experience with, you know, divorce, single parenthood, you know, something like that. So that's just, you know, those are just two examples of how there's a huge college college divide, um, a huge kind of income divide as well when it comes to American family life. But what's surprising here is that most college-educated Americans don't kind of express a kind of public regard for marriage. Um, and I've seen this in the classroom here at the University of Virginia. So what I do is I ask my students, you know, are you morally opposed to a woman having a child on her own? And a clear majority of my students in, in my large family classes say, no, they're not, they're not opposed to that. And that the very next question I ask them, I have this anonymous survey, you know, thing I can do, I say, how many of you would have parents who'd be scandalized, you know, if you came home and told them on Thanksgiving dinner you were having a child outside of marriage um, or that your girlfriend was? And when I ask them that question, uh, typically about 96% of them say that their parents would be scandalized by that, um, you know, that report. So what it signals, I think, is that it's a kind of private expectation that, you know, marriage uh, before the baby carriage is is best. And then also, of course, that they're going to kind of have a stable family life anchored around marriage, but they don't kind of endorse any kind of public ethic around marriage. Um, and so I, I think that's tragic because uh, we know that strong marriages depend upon both, um, you know, culture and uh, money. Um, and so uh, the kinds of values that we embrace, the kinds of virtues that we embrace matter on the one hand, the cultural side of it. You know, but it's also the case, too, that, you know, having a steady income, uh, particularly one earned by, um, you know, the man is uh, linked also to more marriage and to more stable marriage. Yeah. Um, so what upper middle class uh, today in America benefits from is, you know, access to better jobs, more stable incomes, and then a private, I think, commitment to marriage that's not matched in their public uh, rhetoric and their public values. Yeah. I mean, you have so many statistics, and I, I want to be able to get into some of them. Um, and I'm all, <laughs> I, I, there's interesting um, uh, meeting of the minds, uh, even between sort of liberals and conservatives when it comes to some of this stuff, like missing fathers create poverty-stricken families. But, but you and I both want to be very careful as we wade through this stuff about the predicament of single mothers. You yourself were raised by a single mom, and you say she did a pretty good job with you and your sister. I, 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 I love the single moms who listen to us, that we serve. I, I have enormous respect for them. I, I know that, that so much of what has happened has been kind of beyond their ability to, to change. But the, the statistics still bear out that it would be better for, for um, the income and, and for sort of their kids' future, usually if they could stay married. Um, so can you talk about, first of all, what, what is the divorce rate just like currently in 2020? Yeah, so what we know is that divorce has declined actually by about 20% since 2009, since the last Great Recession. Um, and that would suggest to us that sort of the current divorce rate is well below one and two, where a lot of Americans still think it sits, and probably closer to around, say, 38% of first marriages ending divorce. So another way to kind of say that is that a clear majority of marriages today will go the distance. Um, and also, I think it's, it's worth mentioning, too, for your, your audience that um, Americans who regularly attend church 
are between 30 and 40 percent less likely to get divorced in general. So church-going Americans who are married, especially if they attend with their spouse, have a much lower risk of divorce than do other Americans. Oh, that's good to hear. I mean, I, mean, I know the, my audience will appreciate that. And again, we're never condemning. We're, ne- we're never saying, oh my gosh, if you have somebody that you know that doesn't go to church or you don't go to church, you're doomed. And we're, and we're not saying if you're a single mama or a single dad, you're doomed. But we are saying, let's look at the research and let's figure out how we can to kind of go toward it and, and, and guide our children toward it to know that marriage before the baby carriage and things like that and, and, and a conventional family tend to set your children up and you up for future success. So now that's where I want, I'd love for you to go, Dr. Wilcox. Uh, what are we discovering? You know, I, I also uh, I try to read both sides of, of these things. And even noted progressive Dr. Cornell West talks about the, the grave disservice we've done by suggesting that single parenting, you know, the Murphy Brown days is just as good as anything else and, and that the, you know, real family structure doesn't matter and that cohabitation is fantastic. I would love for you first to touch on that, the sort of um, cohabitation, anything goes um, model. And, and I guess tell me if, if that's true. Yeah, so it's important. I, I would say just two things right off the bat here. One, as you mentioned, I was raised by a single mom, and I think many kids who are raised by single moms end up turning out just fine. Yes. Um, in fact, I think the majority do. But it's also the case, you know, that I see as a sociologist that your risks of depression, delinquency, um, you know, dropping out of high school are markedly higher, um, you know, if you're raised by a single mom or if you're raised in some kind of unstable family context. That's kind of the broader, you know, academic point that we can draw from the research. Um, and, you know, I, I think what what sort of driving these, you know, links between family instability and worse kids' outcomes, you know, is is that kids um, thrive in stable routines with stable caregivers. You know, I think if you've had a kid, taught a kid, um, coached a kid, you know, or babysat a kid, you kind of understand that. Um, And, you know, kids obviously thrive when their parents have enough money and when they can kind of give give them consistent affection and attention. Um, And all these things are just much more likely to to happen in a stably married household um, than they are in other kinds of family situations. Yeah. And and what about people um, getting married less frequently? What about the fact that marriage is kind of not in vogue? I mean, if you're married, you're less likely to get divorced than 20 years ago, which I love that you've given us that statistic. But but what about the idea of I just I don't have the money to get married. Married marriage is overrated. We don't need a, a piece of paper. All of that. How is that working for us? Well, you know, we have seen a dramatic increase in uh, women and men uh, postponing marriage into their 30s and 40s and or, you know, foregoing marriage, either, you know, voluntarily or not. And, you know, certainly not, not everyone should get married, not everyone can get married, but I think in general, to see such a dramatic increase in the number of women and men who are not married, um, you know, is cause for concern because a lot of them will still end up having kids and their kids will suffer often because of that. And then we see, too, that, you know, people who are not uh, not still married are just more likely to, to suffer financially, emotionally, um, and, uh, and, and health-wise uh, yeah. today. And so, you know, there's a kind of a physical cost that you can pay, a, a financial cost, um, and an emotional cost in terms of more loneliness, you know, more depression. Um, so, you know, and then I think the other point I want to make is that 
there's a kind of ecological piece too. I mean, I think even um, you know, no one's done a, a study of of the people rioting in in uh, Washington Wednesday um, this past week or or rioting earlier this this past year. Yeah. But I suspect that you're going to see that you know um, young men who are not um, who are not married were more likely to be involved in a lot of this activity than those who who are stably married. So, but, and the point we know from the research, though, is just that, that men who are stably married are just much less likely to get into trouble with the, with the law. Yeah. So, you know, that's also a point worth thinking the, about. They're more, they're more likely to, to keep a job. I mean, your research yeah. is, it, it suggests all kinds of things about the values of marriage, but um, you're more likely to be healthy. You're, you're more likely to keep a job as a man if, if you're in a marriage. Uh, your kids are more likely to, to, you know, be healthy mentally, to, to do well in school, to, to not uh, end up in jail. I mean, there's, there are all kinds of things that suggest that the institution of family and marriage is best for people, but also best for our culture. We only have about three or four minutes less, but but can you tell me briefly about how uh, that, that good, stable marriage and family, if you can manage it, and I know there are some, some folks that are dealing with things that, that just make them have to walk away, but if you can manage to, to, to invest in a good marriage and family, what does it do for our culture to have families that are intact? Yeah, well, what we see is that typically parents are more involved in in, in certain schools where um, there are more married parents, especially dads, obviously. We see uh, rates of incarceration. Um, we've talked a lot about that issue in the last couple of years. Um, but in neighborhoods where there are more two-parent families, dramatically lower levels of incarceration for our boys, especially, obviously. Um, and, you know, kids are more likely to go on to college uh, when there are more married parents in the mix. Uh, child poverty is a lot lower. And then finally, kind of the American dream, you know, this idea that you kind of can go from being, you know, a rags to riches, you know, situation. You can be a poor kid and grow up to, to uh, realize, you know, tremendous professional economic success. The American dream today, uh, we know from work done by the Harvard economist Raj Chetty, is um, much stronger in communities where there are more two-parent families. Um, in fact, he found that it was the strongest predictor of the strength of in what he calls economic mobility, um, that is, poor kids becoming rich when they're, you know, in their 30s, um, you know, was the number of single-parent families, you know, in, in a negative way in, in the community. So the point simply is that a lot of things that we're concerned about today, whether it's um, incarceration, child poverty, or the health of the American dream can be directly tied to, you know, whether or not there are lots of strong two-parent um, married families in the mix or not. Yeah. Uh, so kind of the last question, I think. Um, and then I'll tell people how they can find you at the various places that you work. You're a busy man. Um, what what would you say about moms? I, I, I just want every mom to understand that that even when things aren't going the way that we've suggested, you know, this is the ideal way to go. The importance of an invested, committed mom in a child's life. Yeah, I think moms, uh, you know, play a tremendous role in giving kids a sense of emotional security, you know, having that core uh, nurture and attention, especially even really in the first year of life. It's just so important for our kids. Um, and we do see that, um, you know, kids who grow up in orphanages, kids who spend a lot of time in daycare in that first year are just more likely to have emotional and social problems, you know, uh, not just in their early years, but in, in adolescence and, and, and beyond. So. I think moms play, you know, 
a tremendous role in our kids' lives, and that's particularly, I think, important in cementing a strong tie with their children in, in, in the first year of life. Okay. I, I wanted you to say that because I, I, my goal is to make moms understand how important they are and how valued they are. So thank you for saying that. Dr. Wilcox, your blessings and your research is immensely informative. Can you just tell folks how they find you at the National Marriage Project or, or at the University of Virginia or wherever? How do, how do folks find you and your research? Uh, yeah, they can find me on Twitter at WilcoxNMP um, and putting a lot of research out that way. And then uh, the blog FamilyStudies.org is, is a great place to find research that I've done and a lot of my colleagues in psychology and economics and sociology have done as well. Okay, FamilyStudies.org. Well, God bless you and your family and your nine children and your wife. <laughs> Thank you so much and Happy New Year to you. Thanks. You too, Jenny. All right, take care. All right. Well, I hope that was helpful to you today. I, I, I have heard him speak and I thought, oh, man, I want to share this research with mamas so they can uh, just see how to direct their children. And uh, even if it's that you feel like it's not going as well as you did, ho- you had hoped. And, and we, we all face that to a certain degree. There are days I think I have messed this up. But you can direct your children to what works. Things like marriage before the baby carriage. So I, I just hope that that has informed you and helped you today. I want to encourage you the way I always do. Um, yes. The book that uh, Dr. Dr. Wilcox has out there as soulmates. You want to, might want to check that out. And uh, you can always check us out at channelmom.com. We would love to hear from you at channelmom at gmail. We'd love to minister to you, whatever you need. You can find all our ministries at channelmom at gmail or at channelmom.com. And let me just say this. I, I love to end the show by thanking you for all you do as a mom. In this new year, you're going to have an enormous impact on your children, even if they're adults. I'm still impacting my adult children. And, and I, I just thank you and I praise you for the sacrificial ways in which you're trying to raise your babies well to serve this world. So God bless you in your motherhood and in your family. Thanks for tuning in today. And remember, God is faithful. Oh, man, is he faithful. Happy New Year. It's 2021. We've been waiting for this. Thanks for listening today. Enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio. And if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our Donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family. 